1: Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro.
0: I ain't that old, fam. <laughs>
1: you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asian Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Dude, can you
2: believe the Patriots?
1: I mean, they kind of fucking suck. Like, yeah. not... Well, not suck, I guess, but they're not that good.
2: They're not the they're not the Patriots, so to say. Like they're just another like solid team, but like pretty flawed. You
1: you know who they you know who's kind of like the Patriots? The the Packers. The Packers are like yeah. the NFC's version, right? Like they're kind of just you watched them and you just I have a, no
2: clue. What's a, yeah, they, there's nothing like Rogers isn't. I mean, Rogers is still solid. Don't get me wrong, but he's not like primary and Rogers anymore. Um, and yeah, it's like their defense isn't special. I, I, I don't really
1: I have no idea how they I mean winning. I
2: someone someone brought it up to me and said they've only they've only played like three teams over five hundred. So they just have the soft schedule thing. Which makes sense. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> not everyone has to play the uh the Ravens and the uh, Seahawks and whoever back to back to back to back.
1: The Saints and but like yeah the Pats had to the Pats play the Jets the Bills and the Dolphins but you know, they lose to the Dolphins. Hey game of the uh, the decade here for uh, for my Niners in about we're recording this in the afternoon in about a few hours. Well uh,
2: we'll react to this Niners Hawks game on premium later. I'm
1: uh yeah I'm nervous I'm nervous man the the Seahawks kind of own the Niners I know it's a different team but Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go the too weeks.
2: Much, I don't want to go too much into it because by the time this comes out, we'll know who won. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of sitting here going like that. This should be the time the Niners break the streak because they're really bang- Seattle's really banged up. But like then you see the Seattle Stadium in the dark. <sighs> Loud as hell, and Russell Wilson. You're like, I don't, I don't know. None of that matters
1: anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy G. I, I we'll see. Light Years podcast sponsored by We're recording sponsored by Untucket this week. Um This is the first time this season that I'm excited to talk Warriors hoops. I know they lost last night, but I, I don't know about you. This is the first four time one, I'm like Four genuinely one homestand.
2: <laughs> 41 homestand. Welcome to Light Years, guys. Um You know what? It's uh I went to the first one, even though it it ended up I shouldn't have gone to that Pelicans game because I was getting sick and it, it like It pretty much put me, as predicted, like four extra days sick because I went sick and I got even more sick. But um, yeah, dude, they're fun now. I I don't know how long it's going to last, but uh, I needed this. I personally needed like just a week and a half of entertaining basketball (laughs) because it's getting really hard to watch all these losses.
1: To I remember to recap the last month, you were saying you were annoyed that they didn't play or Steve Kerr didn't play D'Lo enough. I didn't care, and then literally a week later, I was going off about them losing at home to the Knicks on the podcast. So we were on our last, uh, we were on our last kind of step. You know, 82, 82
2: games a long time. It's like uh, I felt like a Giants fan. You know how like Giants fans got super hyped about like that little run they had in July. And like you knew the team wasn't good, but it's like there is truth to that. Like you need, if you're gonna commit to a full season, you need you need a little hope for certain periods of time. Otherwise, it's just it's miserable.
1: Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can you just can't have the team tanking the whole. You need some wins. They're nine. They have nine wins now. They are tied for the second worst amount of wins in the league. So the Hawks are are six wins. They're just they are. They, they there's nothing. As bad as the Hawks in the NBA right now, but the
2: Warriors, who Bleacher Report is openly campaigning, should make Trey should make All Star, and I'm just sitting here going, dude. (laughs) How about a new rule? You don't make All Star if your team doesn't have ten wins. Ten. (laughs) If you can't get ten wins halfway through the season, I don't want to hear your name in the All Star discussion. I don't (laughs) care. Like honestly, I'm I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm out on Trey. But I could see how playing with that guy would really suck because he just pulls up every possession and it's cool if you're making them but it's really annoying when it's like uh, it's like a bad James Harden impression he kind of he his he's stylistically he moves like Steph but he kind of has harden's approach
1: um. Well, wouldn't you say Luka Doncic has – we're going to get into it now then because they played the Mavs and got blown out last night. But isn't that a little bit similar to how Luka Doncic plays outside of Doncic's better players and they're winning? I
2: don't know. I think Luka moves the ball a lot more. I think he gives the ball up quicker. Um, I – I laughed so hard when the Warriors start trapping him. He immediately passes and just cuts to the baseline and then cuts back out. Like, and I'm watching that. And I'm going like, it's amazing. James
1: Harden, greatest scorer of all time, doesn't know how to do that. But, okay, you know. that is a huge, huge thing that we wanted, to, or I wanted to bring <laughs> yeah. up because back-to-back games here, the Warriors, uh, they they played the Houston Rockets and then. Well, Phoenix um, is
2: in the middle. Phoenix
1: yeah. in the middle. They won that one somehow. I rewatched the game and I'm just like, oh, this is this is the good stuff right here. So they played the Suns uh, and then they played the Mavericks. Uh, and that was, the, uh, Steve Kerr <laughs> unveiled pretty much just your standard, like, hey, that team has a really, really good player. Let's just get the ball out of his hands and just let everyone else beat us. The Houston Rockets couldn't. Daniel House. They have Ben M- McElmore now. Uh, PJ Tucker, Russell just,
2: Westbrook. What? What? Like twelve oh for thirty-five. God. By the way, Ugh. how washed is Russ that he can't be? He can't win in a four-on-three. Like oh. you know, if that was the reason they didn't do that last year, is because every coach knows you give CP three a four-on-three and you're done.
1: You know, it's yeah. It's not even about making the shots, right? That Christmas game, he was just making terrible decisions. Just. <laughs> turnovers and I ugh. mean I mean yeah like Draymond doesn't make
2: shots but like you know he can make the right decision on a four on three yep um and Russ my god like Mori thinks he's gonna be able to trade him he had to give up two picks and two pick swaps to get Russ and I feel like he's gonna have to give up two picks to get rid of him too like it's gonna end up costing him like a decade of draft capital
1: oh and and yeah that's it the Houston He's then that's a that's a um a team where you're gonna they've won a few games they've got hot but how can you look at the postseason and just think one that Russ is gonna make the right choices here consistently two that James Harden is gonna suddenly change the way he plays right because you because that's the point Luka Doncic yesterday he he moves without the ball it's not like he's like a Steph Curry off ball guy but a couple plays you'll see him wide open in the corner he'll get a pass after the trap he'll make a three and you're like. Well, I mean that's pretty standard, right? It's they the trap. same. It's the same right. stuff not, that um yeah.
2: that like KD or LeBron or any of those Kawhi like will do. It's not like no one's gonna you know confuse them for Clay Thompson yeah. going off screens, but like they know how to cut off ball, find the open space, get themselves open if they're not on ball.
1: And just watching Harden, it was just. Hey, if they trap me, I'm just gonna stand eight feet behind the three point line, outside of the play. And it's not like he's getting back on defense because he's standing back there. It was embarrassing, man, for yeah, a guy that people, that's,
2: always, people uh, always say Harden's like an iron man. I'm like, dude, he maybe exerts like whatever the the stats are that say like Stephen Clay run more miles per mm-hmm. game. He's the opposite. <laughs> there is no energy being wasted at all like he stands and walks around so of course he never gets hurt you have to actually do something to get hurt
1: well and then the flip side sam is that fatigue plays a role in james hardens excuse uh whenever he struggles it's just like well he played this many minutes he played the whole season he didn't get hurt that's why he has no legs well it, he only uses his legs well, like he has the ball times. in his hands that's yeah. it
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I needed that Christmas game. I'm sure you did too. That was just kind of, it was very, uh, rewarding to know they can't beat the Warriors with Katie. They can't beat the Warriors without Katie. They can't even beat the Warriors without Steph or Clay. (laughs) Like none of it matters. They just, they find ways to embarrass themselves. And, um, and being as they are kind of professional sports, foremost scammers, uh, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I don't think we want this kind of behavior rewarded.
1: <laughs> um, the I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens too because we've seen it so many times. But anytime that the Rockets they they get hit in the face with like an adjustment the other team makes or like a new defense that's being yes. played against them, they just can't seem to like they can't seem to just admit that whatever they're doing isn't working. and Then make an adjustment or it, like they they can't seem to admit what they're doing may need some changes, right? It's just you can't, you can't keep playing that way if you can't get over the hump. So, so I was watching the, the Dallas game,
2: and a lot of people are quick to comment on how Houston and Dallas play the same style. Uh, and I could not disagree more. Um, they have the same spacing principles for sure. They're definitely looking to get up as many threes as possible, and they want everyone starting possession behind the three point line like in a perfect scenario when they're entering the half court offense they got four if not five guys behind the line, right. The difference is Dallas will get the ball moving like Luca's totally fine giving it up, cutting through the lane to the opposite corner, then cutting back to the top of the key um and Player, Other players will cut too. You know, maybe maybe Chris Apps will stay 26 feet out just a right. space, but uh, you'll see Dorian Finney Smith cut back door. You'll see Seth Curry cut back door or cut to the opposite corner. It's not the same thing as Houston. It makes them a lot harder to guard. I would argue Dallas runs kind of what I want to see the Warriors evolve into, into some version of something like that, because it kind of melds the. Um, the spacing principles that you and I both believe in and um, actual player and ball movement, which I think is equally as important because just standing around the key while one guy dribbles makes you incredibly predictable.
1: (laughs) It's not like you you think Mike D'Antoni wants to play that way too. That's the other thing. Um, I don't think he does. I don't think that if Mike D'Antoni were to choose or prefer a, way to play basketball for a team to play basketball it wouldn't be the way that the Rockets are playing today I think with Dallas and Rick Carlton well, I, I think it's totally both are great coaches yeah it's it's personnel it's I think it's mostly James Harden right like it, it's mostly like hey he wants to play that way he wants a ball in his hands this is how you average what I mean, is Harden averaging like 38 points a who, game or
2: something who, who cares let him <laughs> score 40 he's still not in my top 10 scores of all time like he's so overrated yeah that's true he's not playing because he doesn't play to win he just plays to get his numbers I'm not. I'm not impressed. Like the next big postseason win he adds will be the first. <laughs> literally, I don't even ruin a title. I just need him to, to, you know, literally outplay Steph once. If you're a better player than them, how about you outplay Kawhi in a series? You know, like just do something. But no, he's going to lose, and then we're going to start seeing the infographics of his stats two weeks after the loss.
1: Which, which is, and this is probably the best. This is. I mean, I, I kind of wish Chris Paul would have stayed in Houston because this would have probably been the the best season for Harden to kind of get over the hump too. This would be the season where. He,
2: well, that's. A, isn't that the thing? Chris Paul agrees with what you're saying, and he was kind of yapping and saying, like, oh, yeah. "We need to run more sets. We need to be a little more diverse." All things most people would agree with because when you play the same team seven times, like there's got to be a little. There's gotta be more layers to your offense because it becomes too predictable once you play good teams.
1: Yeah, CP3 saved their asses Game Six last time. They only—I mean—that thing was close because of Chris Paul. It's like it's like the same thing with LeBron James, though, right? Like you're just gonna play the way he wants to play, and he's stubborn and he's all of those things. The problem is LeBron James is really fucking good. Like he's good and enough he can to play make adjustments
2: on the fly. He makes yeah. adjustments on the fly. Like the problem is like he he just he demands the ball in his hands, and he's. And it's hard to coach LeBron because he'll get you fired if he doesn't agree with you. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean he, he's he's better. I mean he's a better passer. He's better at all those things. So I mean he, so yes, he wins. He's,
2: other than um, you know, just every aspect of basketball, he's pretty
1: better. <laughs> other than him, yeah. Um. Well, let's uh. We got we got a few few other topics. Uh, did you want to talk more about Dallas? I kind of want to hear your thoughts on the win total. That's that's going to be an interesting one for this season.
2: Yeah, let's get into this. I want to let's do win total and then stock watch. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, so Warriors are currently nine and 25. What I don't think most fans realize is they have the hardest strength of schedule for the remainder of the season. If you think about it, it's not surprising because I swear they're playing a lot of Charlotte or, you know, like a lot of winnable games, so to say. Uh, which is t- which is to say that they have you know they got to play the Lakers three more times they got to play the Clippers three more times they got to play Houston a couple more times they got to play Denver three more times I mean their schedule they've they have a tough schedule the remainder of the way uh, but the season's long um, so I guess my question I'm going to set the over under at twenty seven okay woo um they have what are, they have forty eight games left. So what I'm saying is they're gonna go 19,
1: 19 and eighteen
2: and eighteen and thirty.
1: That's the right. remainder
2: of the way. Um, Steph will be back for the final thirty games, twenty five games, something <laughs> no. in that range. So you're you let's let's call it half. They have forty eight games. Let's say Steph's gonna play half of those games, and I'm saying they win eighteen of them. Uh, that's where I'm setting the line you going over or under
1: twenty seven games twenty seven wins
2: just to I'm gonna pull up the standings for last i, I
1: also I also want to do this too because the the blazers are fourteen and nineteen they're in eighth um and they're they're stuck in eighth here the thunder fifteen um yeah it one- feels like
2: no one wants eight just to be clear last year only one team in the west um won less than thirty three games Um, and in the East, only three teams won less than 27 games. So four teams won less than 27 games last year.
1: Um, They are also six games in the loss column out of eighth place. Uh, If you want to go the other way and say, do they have a chance to make the postseason? Uh, I'm going to go over just because I think they'll, they'll, they'll bank enough wins, I think, in the next uh couple months before kind of like true tanking season you know that month of the that last month of the season right. where like steph is gonna play but like probably 30 minutes maybe 25 oh, minutes
2: someone, someone scratched him he's gonna have to go to the locker room for like two quarters ex-
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I, th- I think they're going for like david lee had a hamstring and was out for like the last three weeks of the season kind of tanking like they're gonna do that but i think they'll, they'll get enough wins between that um and then they're getting better um, their defense is getting better. I think they're in the top half. I think ranked in the top like 12th in the league in defense in the past uh, couple weeks. So their offense is trash, and I don't think there's anything that, that's going to help them. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll bank enough wins. It's just it, it's just been more... <clears throat> it's The process has been better, uh, just from an offensive and defensive standpoint. Uh, just you watched D'Lo yesterday. Uh, you watched Willie Cauley-Stein looks good. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Can we give
2: um can we give Kerr some credit here? Um Ugh. I have to. Uh by the way, the offense is still garbage and I'm still, you know, Steve, we re- just tell Glenn Robinson the 3rd to let it fly. He doesn't need to dribble into 18 footers. And same with Jacob Evans. Honestly, they don't need to do that. It's not good basketball they're not like creative enough playmakers that like getting into the teeth of the defense does something for you. At least when Delo does it, one, he's a much better mid-range shooter, but two, I mean, you know if someone co- closes on him hard, he can make the pocket pass. Yeah. Every time. Um and he like so you're okay with him taking maybe a few too many mid-range jumpers. I don't need Glenn Robinson doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, nine of threes from Glenn Robinson, though his shooting was like uh, maybe a little bit under 40 now, but he was, he's right there. Uh, we don't want to trash on Jacob Evans too much, but uh, I can do without the mid-range dribble, pull-up mid-range jumpers that Steve Kerr is letting him do. It just – it hurts my heart, man. It just – it hurts me.
2: But upside. I would, I would like him to be confident just because it, it sucks when you watch someone and it's like very clear that they're not an NBA player, which he's yeah. not right now. That's the reality yeah. of it. Alan
1: Smiley Geach, though.
2: You wanna know, do you want know, do a little smiley right now? We can do a little smiley.
1: <laughs> he played um, a, he played a few minutes against the Suns, and then he played a few minutes against
2: Let me just give you a little Jacob Evans right now. Jacob Evans, forty-four percent on threes. I Ooh. like that. Ooh. One point two a game, but he's only playing like fifteen minutes. So, you know, twenty-six point one percent on twos. <sighs> It's just any time he dribbles inside the arc, it's not good. It's not good, man.
1: It, 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 hurt, it hurts me. And it's not like he can't, he can't finish at the rim because it's not like he has any athleticism. But it's like it, it, pull-up fadeaway jumpers are hard. Like they're not easy shots to make. So why are you making life harder on yourself? Um, all these I feel te- like we trash them too much. Yeah, though,
2: all the these place. teams are playing kind of one-player-centric pick-and-roll basketball. Like we saw it with Dallas, with Luka, Houston, obviously with Harden. And you and I kind of complain, you know, like, dude, they need to like get the ball into other players' hands. It's a little boring, blah, 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 right? The flip side is when you let other players make decisions – it's cool when you have like Iguodala, Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, you know, like high IQ across the board. It's infuriating when it's like Jacob Evans, Glenn Robinson the <laughs> 3rd and like, you know what I'm saying? Like those guys you kind of want them just standing in the corner.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, oh, let's uh actually what do you think? So hardest remaining schedule? Um or sorry, uh season win total, what do you think? 27.
2: I'm going to go I'll go over also. I think they're going to get to 28, 29. Um, I think the way it's shaking out, there's going to be little. It's it's not as much of a race to the bottom. And because there's no top pick that matters right now, I think they're just as cool picking sixth as they are picking second.
1: I guess the optics are going are gonna to matter too at some point where if they're going to want to trade that pick, they want it to be a top three rather than be a top seven. That's um, true. So maybe that, maybe that we'll see. Um, They're four and one over the last five games, though. You can't, you know, it's good. They got the Spurs. Maybe they can make some ground on a team that's ninth in the West right now. Um, But uh, we'll do stock watch. Let me do an untucked read real quick. Uh, Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's untucked. The original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untucked shirts always fall at the perfect Untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untucked style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free, button-down, super soft saw flannels, outerwear and more. With Untucked, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgey. Too long or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So, whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift, got a few days left before the new year, or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Go to untuckit.com, promo code blue for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com, promo code blue for 20% off.
2: I do love me an Untuck shirt. Um, I didn't think I would, but they do fit really well. So, you know, check it out. It's it, it is it is kind of an underrated thing when you uh, when you're in the professional workplace, like uh, like Andy Lou and myself. Um, if I you're gonna that. if you're gonna go with an untucked shirt, but it's too long, it's such a bad look. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you're those, wearing a dress. Yeah, like you 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 like come on man, have a little have a little decency. That shirt shirt shouldn't be going halfway down your thigh. <laughs> are
1: you a are you a tuck person? I mean, are you a uh are you like a formal tuck Rarely. your shirt or are you untucked? I'll, I'll
2: I'll tuck um when it's a meeting. When needed. Uh yeah, yeah exactly. But like if I'm just Basically, if I could, if I could live my best life, I would never tuck in a shirt. You know, like I, okay. it, it's it's something I do because I need to do it. It's not because I like to do it.
1: Yeah, I could live my best life. Would be just waking up and working from home, blogging all day. That'd be the best life, though. But <laughs> so I'm not sure that pays the bills. You know, that's why we, that's why we podcast now. It's more fun. Um, let's do uh, let's do stock watch. Uh, Let's start with Smiley Keach. <laughs> I made fun of him all off season, Sam. But now I watch them play. I watch them play some G League games, but I mean, it's G League games. I don't really pay attention. Now that I watch them, by the way, in the G
2: League they play like the Mavericks, the Warriors. I've noticed that. When I watch them in the G League, it's just five guys around the perimeter and like (laughs) cutting backdoor and Like, anyway, that's a different conversation.
1: We, by the way, for the listeners, Sam and I are watching fucking G League games to talk about uh, the Warriors. You can't
2: take Andy's tweets seriously. Andy (laughs) likes to just pretend he doesn't care, but he's sending weird texts about like, you know, like tuscany anderson
1: or whatever he's good he's been good yeah uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie and be like i watch all the games but you know i, I watch some of them um smiley looks like he has really good uh he has really good like he gets in the paint and he he's doesn't aggressive panic.
2: man he is aggressive yeah. uh
1: he's
2: yeah that's that, that's my big take too like the dude's not um he's not soft
1: yeah. <laughs> he's not rattled. Like, you know, when he gets in there, he's not like Chris, Chris actually is okay in the paint too, but like Willie Cauley Stein, you can see he just kind of, he gets shook when he gets in the paint and he starts doing like, he starts doing all types of weird stuff. And missing what about, what about our and guy,
2: what about like our Jordan Poole, who had a really good G League game, but like you see him in the NBA games and you can see the moment gets too big for him, which yep. is all like common young player stuff.
1: Yeah, he's 20. He went 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 for 8 from 3, so, you know, at some point he's got to shoot better, but a good game one. Uh, but Smiley Gich, I don't I don't know. It's, it's just a few minutes, so I don't know whether he's going to be a real NBA player or not, but uh there's a, there's can, an interesting skill set there. Yes. There's a lot of Smiley Gich that's going to be coming in uh, in March, I think for uh for NBA fans.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, here's my take. I was at the Dallas game and he played uh what twenty minutes? Um, so I got to see extended Smiley Geach. Um, he's definitely closer to 6'9 than seven foot, so that's a little disappointing. He's he's a legit. He's six ten, but he's not he's not a seven footer. So there's that. He's quicker than you'd think, which is yes. co- which is code for people don't think white guys be <laughs> quick. But um, uh, the the jump shot looks good. Uh, he's hitting it at a high rate in the G League, and I think that's the most important thing, right? Like, if he can legitimately hit forty percent of his threes, that's a big deal.
1: That is that that is the difference between him being an NBA like an NBA starter, maybe like a ten year vet, or just some guy, or just a heavy like,
2: rotation player. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like he's gonna have to make like thirty. Like, what's Kristaps shooting? He's shooting like thirty seven percent, thirty eight percent. Like, that's what. But people got, know
2: Chris. Yeah, exactly. Chris. It doesn't even matter what Chris Stapp shoots anymore because people know he can shoot, so they important. guard him. You know, it's like it's like the Ryan Anderson. It's it's that whole thing. Yes, if he can become a shooter that forces people to close on him, he's good. And because, like you said, the uh, the aggression inside is real. Like this dude could have uh, Rudy Gobert in front of him. He would not care. He might get blocked, but like he's he's absolutely going to try to dunk on him.
1: Yep, yeah, we. Uh, I'm curious to see how he is as like a secondary playmaker. Um, we'll see, but uh, it seems like Draymond Green likes him, likes his IQ, is taking him under his wing. That's that's another thing too. I think uh, uh, with Draymond Green, the last few times, I think me and you have kind of noticed just him just not kind of being there this season. But it started with the Houston Rockets game, where shocking Draymond showed up. And played very well. Uh, you started trying. Tra- like, wasn't it- I,
2: I love it. I actually feel like them getting Russ makes him want to beat them
1: more. He's <laughs> like, oh, both of them? Like the two players I hate more than anyone? <laughs> it just – it's great. Did you – you felt like uh, – there was a sense of relief for me where it was like I watched Trayvon yes. play that game, right? And it's like, okay. It was still a, something there.
2: It was – a. I just I needed a few of those games, or it was just a reminder. You know, he still can do all those things. Just because he's not doing them, you know, against uh, Charlotte doesn't mean he can't do them when he needs to.
1: Yep. That <laughs> Which is, like, hey, hey, you're not LeBron James, right? So you kind of can't really do that all the time. But at the same time, it's like, what's Draymond Green got to gain? I think we were, I was worried whether, like, he did have that gear anymore the other thing is he also is shooting more threes now um he's shooting a lot more threes he's per game than th- he's been
2: yeah he he's hit him in the last three games and you know he's at 29 percent <laughs> for the season uh, but that's an improvement from like the 23 he was at earlier yes. in the year um this is one of the things i want to see i mean kerr said it earlier but like let's get him f- 400 more attempts let's get him 300 more attempts let's see where the percentage can land because um it's it's gonna be a big deal if you can actually hit threes to put this in perspective christmas two for four phoenix two for five dallas two for five honestly jerome can go two for five from three i will on a consistent basis i will be thrilled <laughs> Well that is forty percent. So yeah. uh, uh but, but yeah, the no, five he, attempts as much as anything. Like yeah. what 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 I really want to see is when he hits a stretch of a couple O for five games, does he start doing the um I don't wanna take these yeah. thing? Or is yeah. he gonna keep fighting through it?
1: Just shoot him, right? And that's all that's all we've wanted. It's like there's nothing to lose now. I mean, there's nothing to lose in this season. What's gonna happen if you go over ten, I guess, besides your percentage going you down. So um we we don't take Draymond as a love of the fame guy, you know, not yet. Maybe creep creeping there a little bit, but not yet. So, um it's good to see uh stockwatch who else do we All have? All right. So so I, g-
2: I guess I want to say for stockwatch of the one year guys, who are you most interested in keeping? Um we know they're going to keep Jordan Poole. Um Spellman, Evans, if they don't keep them it's going to be a trade scenario, but like I'm talking Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks, Willie colley Stein, Marquise Chris. Um, did I forgot someone in there. Uh, of, of uh, those guys. Of, of are the, you
1: counting? Are you counting like Damian Lee? Damian Lee. Yes. Are you counting are him? Lee okay.
2: Too.
1: Um, it's Damian Lee. <laughs> I, I I asked that because Damian Lee is because my. That would be your answer. <laughs> that would that would have been my answer. I guess I would have went with Burks if not, maybe Glenn Robinson. But like. Ben Robinson's a 3-and-D guy, supposedly, and are you impressed by his defense? It's it's fine. It's just not... It's not like, oh, there's flashes of defensive stopper dominance there. I don't think there is any. I think he's just fine as a defender. So it's a rotation I'm, piece. i go with Damian Lee, just because... Hey, you said at the beginning of the pod, and we've said this for years, the Warriors don't have enough shooting. Damian Lee is just... There are times out there where it's like, holy shit, he's kind of shooting like d because he kind of looks like d By the way, Fitz fucked that one up and thought Damian Lee was the one that was on the ground with his neck with his neck messed up. <laughs> Did um, he? I was,
2: I was at the game. So I didn't yeah. hear call, but it was that's
1: embarrassing. That's he,
2: hilarious. <laughs> he said
1: Damian Lee like three times and you can just see Delo out there running around. I'm like, dude, like you're better than this. But anyway, I, I would do, I, it, it has to be Damian Lee, right? Just the shooting, the he's 27. He's in his prime. Um, da- for, I, it has for, to be re- for
2: reference, Damian Lee, 5.1 threes per 36 minutes. He's not afraid to shoot the ball. Um, Thirty-seven point five percent. I think it. it. I think it's actually that's better than Glen Rob hitting thirty-nine percent on a lower taps. Yes, because um, he still hesitates when he shoots. Um, I might agree with you. I I like da- Damian Lee because it's not just the shooting. It's he's he's frenetic. He's always in motion. He cuts. He's not um, afraid to mix it up. Rebounding. Rebounding. He. Um, I don't know. He's he's one. He fits the system perfect. Like he's just he just doesn't stop moving. You could see you could plug him in next to better players and he'll have an impact. Um, we, we got to talk about Willie Collie Stein though. Will is that, is that your guy? Good. No, is I think I, I think I might go Damian Lee too. <laughs> um, the only really? the, the only thing Glenn Robinson has, which is uh, Damian Damian Lee, is like six five. He's yeah. long. He yeah. is long, but he's more of a two than a three. Yeah, Glenn Robinson has prototypical wing size, uh, and that's just useful.
1: Yeah, that that's the one where it's like, well, okay, so they drafted Jordan Poole, and you know he's obviously going to be a shooting guard, and if they think he's going to make an impact in year two or three, then it's like, what's the point of Damian Lee, right? Especially if you have Stephen Clay and maybe D'Lo. So it's like, well, you kind of it's it's not like I have to choose between those guys, but it's it's like, what's <laughs> it, the? It's more of a priority there? order thing. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Collie Stein, I can't believe I've I've turned on Damien Lee. I like him now after kind of not liking the way he played, and then now Willie Collie Stein. Ooh.
2: Willie's been good. Um I'm still a take it or leave it guy with him. Like if he stays for the same amount of money, um totally well, he's got cool. the
1: player option, right?
2: Yeah, I'm totally cool with keeping him for that, right? Mm. Um my thing is uh I, I don't think he's worth like dipping into your mid level exception for. Oh god. <laughs> You know, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm coming down on. Like you can find another version of that if you need to. But with that said, his defense has been a lot better. He's been active on the glass. He's still not as physical as I would like inside. Um, But he's been a lot better. And, um, you know, it's easy to forget that he missed all of camp with the the toe injury, the foot injury. That's right. And then, um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> the start of the season could not have been him, uh, uh, more tumultuous. So, so, you know, it's it's good he's finding his rhythm now, and uh, good for him.
1: I wonder, you know, I wonder with the trade deadline up. Well, it's not for another, I think, month or even two Six months. Six
2: weeks. The, the trade deadline se- February sixth.
1: Okay, so um, earlier this year. I I wonder how many of these guys are going to be gone because you you tweeted about timeline wise when Damian Lee and when Kai Bowman are going to run out of days. Uh, Mid-jan- gonna ha-
2: mid-January
1: mid-January right so they're going to have a couple of weeks there before the deadline who are they going to move right it's a, it, Marquise Chris is on that non-guarantee uh, Willie Cauley-Stein Alex Burks they're probably going to trade
2: yeah Burks seems the most obvious one I, I, I'd like to keep him
1: mm-hmm.
2: like he's a useful player don't get me wrong but um, he's also the most obvious player <laughs> to help a uh, contender
1: uh, you see who Jordan because, Clarkson went for? Did you did you he, see he that? He
2: had two second round picks.
1: Yeah. And Exum, who's kind of a post hype sleeper kind of guy, right? I mean,
2: that's just to make salaries match. But yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, I love no. Exum. I mean, I mean, uh, Burks can definitely help uh you know exactly how you can fit him into your team. I think he's the most attractive trade chip the Warriors have among the low salary guys. Um, you know, obviously not counting Steph, Clay, D'Lon, those type of things. Um, just because like Put Burks off your bench. Let him get buckets. It's very clear what his role is, right? You don't have to think about it.
1: I that that's the thing too, because they need to convert. <laughs> they need to convert Lee. Wow, you really been fighting the flu for a few weeks, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam, a legend. He just keeps he just keeps grinding away. No excuses. He see this is what uh this is what LeBron grunt, James doing injury. Unreal. And then he plays the next game and looks perfectly fine. What do you? Anyway, um. They need to. They need. I think they have to uh, convert Damian Lee to a to a guaranteed uh, contract, and maybe even with Kai Bowman as well. I, I, I kind of
2: want Bowman converted to. Bowman's younger yeah. than Jacob Evans. I'm kind of confused. I still don't see why Bowman didn't get drafted. Um, maybe he just is a deep sleeper, small. He's, he's, maybe he's small. Yeah, I could see. Actually, I take it back. I could see other teams not thinking he's a point guard. If you don't think he can play point guard, he's a six one shooting guard. And, like, there's not a lot of need for that, right? Yeah. So, um,
1: and he can't the, really shoot.
2: Other than the fact that he's got the highest three point percentage on the team. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, actually, I don't... no longer 39%. Still really good. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's, he can hit shots.
1: You watch him play in the G League? Did you watch that one game? I did. Yeah, where he was just, he just annihilated. <laughs> it was good. just like, what is this guy doing?
2: He's played 20 games in the pros. He doesn't, like, and he's played. <laughs> better than multiple pro players on the Warriors. Like going to the G League was such a joke. <laughs>
1: uh well that's the thing too. He's um, not much
2: of a playmaker. That's 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 the I guess that's probably why I didn't get drafted, but the Warriors don't necessarily need their point guard to you know get 10 assists.
1: <laughs> just uh, run around and and, and pass the Steph. Um I, I like Bowman and he's like he, he every time he picks a guy up full court, I'm just like Oh, God, I, I hope he ends up like Patrick Beverly. Like that, it would just be the perfect kind of uh, backup piece for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just, he's playing better than Jacob Evans. He's been better than Jordan Poole, right? Like you said. So he's better than a lot of the players that have played on the team uh, so far. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have both of those guys converted. But then it's like, you know, those guys are undersized guards as well. There's a reason why they were never drafted. Um, but those have been like the nice surprises of the season where it's like Kai Bowen's a rookie and he looks like he belongs on the NBA court.
2: Yeah, I like how unafraid he is. Um, Anyway, let's move this forward. Uh, Friend of the show, uh, Ethan Ethan Sherwood Strauss, had an article today, Sunday, the 29th of December, Um, and there's a little tidbit in there that the word is Carl Anthony Towns is very unhappy in Minnesota shocking no one no one was more excited for this rumor than Andy Lou Andy's <laughs> like the biggest Carl Anthony Towns fan who's not a Wolves fan
1: immediately texted Sam immediately yeah.
2: you're you're just like cuz i mean i think every warrior fan's perspective is they hope Delo can be turned into a true superstar you know Delo picks what like this package right um but you never know if it can happen, and I think—am I wrong? Towns is like your your number one option.
1: I, Towns is my guy. I, anybody that has listened to the podcast, actually, people that most of the listeners that right now know that we've been talking about it for a long time. I would I would probably rather have Towns than I would Embiid. Like that—that that has been my take. Um, I mean, Towns,
2: aside from the last two weeks where he actually has an injury, is never hurt. So that's if nothing else, that's a that's a big. Uh, I don't know, man. Embiid's
1: so dominant. <laughs> so it's it's a, it's a hot take,
2: but
0: it's, I, a, it's not
2: that hot. It's it's in the realm of of possibility. But let, let's talk about this Towns thing. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing: Towns isn't a free agent until 2024. Whew. That's a long time. Which means, if you want him, one pick ain't getting it done. <laughs> you know, um, it's gotta be a, uh, a considerate package. Um, so let's pull up the, yeah. While you
1: pull that, while you pull that out, let me, let me also be clear from a Minnesota standpoint. Yes. They want to trade for D'Angelo Russell. They want to trade for D'Angelo to pair with towns. To make they don't want to trade for D'Angelo to, Russell to make yes. him happy.
2: By the way, <laughs> there, I would, I'm not surprised he's unhappy there that, organization's been horribly run like they just brought in new management. decades the new management their new gm seems like he knows what he's doing uh but you know it's town's fifth year i'm sure he's heard many new gms think they know what they're (laughs) doing you know can't blame a guy for that perspective right
1: yeah it's it's not a it's not a they're also going nowhere right i think they had a bit of a, a good start wiggins maybe looked like he was gonna break out but wiggins has been back to wiggins Jeff Teague, Covington, Akogi guys that, by the way, guys that people have been saying like maybe they could de- trade D'Lo for. Those guys don't have much upside. They are who they probably are here in the next couple of years. So there's really no like if you're Carthan Towns, you're sitting there and you're like, well, we traded Jimmy Butler. You know, he didn't like me, I didn't like him, and that was the star guy that that they got that would have been nice. But now he's gone. Who's really gonna be there in the next couple of years to put Minnesota over the hump? I don't know. Right? You're looking at that as 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 Cat and you got four years left on your contract, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense that he's unhappy. Um, with the Warriors, though, you make a point where D'Lo and Pick, not going to get it done, right? What do you think? Like Strauss so that mentioned, the D'Lo, Paul- Pick, and Smiley Geach, if he's good, right, and other prospects. The and-
2: Paul George trade, so the Thunder traded Shea Gildress Alexander, who was fresh off of a really good rookie year. Uh, People liked him, but I don't know that anyone thought he was a superstar in the making. They just thought he was going to be a good player, right?
1: Still isn't. Yeah, still isn't.
2: They get the Clippers' first-round picks in 2022, 2024, and 2026. Unprotected? Yes. And Miami's first in 2021
1: and 2023.
2: Whew. And two pick swaps. So... OKC okay, is or the the Clippers are gambling. Man, we're going to be good. You guys are going to get like the 25th pick, the 28th pick, maybe the 23rd pick one year. You know, you know, like they're not thinking that they're giving up, you know, a lotto pick. So that's why they had to give up so many. And I think the Thunder are looking at it going, "Man, I don't know, Kawhi and Paul George are 28, 29 now. By 2024, 2025, you could be bad and Kawhi might not be there (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so so you're saying we know how how loyal that dude is so yeah yeah, they traded five picks two two of the picks they acquired in previous trades this is why the Warriors should be looking to trade guys like Willie Colley Stein and Alec Burks because like they just need to add to the uh, the war chest well they need as many assets as possible
1: as many as possible, and. Strauss had written in the piece that the Warriors think they have as good of a package as anyone else, which of course they would think that, you know, the the Warriors. But um,
2: they might, they might, because there's only certain teams who can make that move. Other, there's going to be teams who are scared that he's just going to walk in a couple of years anyway. You
0: know, yeah, his yeah. Agent's
2: going to say not. So the Warriors. I mean, Strauss mentioned Delo, the pick, Pascal. Smiley Geach. Oh, smiley it'd be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and and a bunch and future picks.
1: And it, it, yeah, it'd be like two or three more unprotected first is is probably right. That'd be around and that's what the assumption that Pascal, you know, and Smiley Geach keep progressing and they actually become decent uh prospects. Would you do that?
2: Yes. Not even a question. Towns yeah. is twenty three. Um it's I mean Did you see this? You saw the stat I tweeted earlier today. Um, There are five players who have shot over 40% taking eight threes a game. Steph's done it like four times. Clay's done it three times. Ray Allen's done it once. And the other ones would be uh, Davis Bertrands and Karl-Anthony Towns this year. He's not just a shooter, man. He's an amazing shooter. And then just limiting him to just shooting also undersells the fact that He's probably a five-assist-a-game kind of big man, and he gets you 12 rebounds. Like, he's hes so – he still hasn't even figured out defense, but he can defend.
1: So, okay, that's my point. So, uh, the, the some of the worry is that he's soft, that he doesn't play defense, stuff like that. I'm not as concerned about that because, one, he's coming to a team where Draymond Green is going to be there. The coaching staff has the de- team <laughs> playing defense, decent defense now. He has the tools. He has the height. So, I think they can get him to be a good defender. The shooting, the offense, like, Embiid oh, does not shoot like that. Like, Embiid needs the ball at all times. I don't know if Carnathine Towns does need the ball as much. So, he's a better fit with Stephen Clay. You, you
2: want Embiid, you want Towns to have the ball. It's not that he needs it. You kind of want it in his hands. He
1: doesn't have it enough in Minnesota, right? We've said this before. Like, you think Jeff Teague does a good job of getting him the ball? Derek Rose? Like, guys like that? Like, he needed the ball more, actually. Um, but like you said, phenomenal shooter, like, best big man shooter for a while. like I mean, Dirk. He might be the... So right, but.
2: I mean, it's not unfair to say he's the best big man shooter behind Dirk. He, and that might be an all-time thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he's who... Like, people think Andy, Anthony Davis is a shooter. It's like, yeah, Anthony Davis can't shoot. Anthony Davis shoots a lot. But Talent's Towns is a shooter. Like, uh, and so... And the other thing that you've mentioned, he's hurt now, but he's never hurt. For a seven-foot guy... He That's played eighty-two
2: Rick? his first three years and he played thirty-six minutes a game. Thirty-seven minutes, thirty-six. Um, last year he played seventy-seven games. This year he's probably gonna play seventy-five. Um, he's a little bit neat th- his he's hurt with the knee thing, but I'm wondering honestly if this is a uh I'm upset and you know, I'm gonna milk this injury type of situation with him.
1: hmm Great point. Just, um,
2: just to put let me let me read you his numbers this year, okay? points a game on 17.5 shots. That's Um, Steph-like. 11.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists. Gets 1.3 blocks, a steal. 42% from three, 60% from two. Last couple years, last three years, by the way, he has shot 58% from two and 40% from three, so it's not like it's an aberration either. Like, he's very skilled. <clears throat> my And I'm kind of of the... I know Warrior fans want Giannis. And yeah, I want Giannis, too. Guess what? Because he's the best player in the league. <laughs> but, like... It, my opinion is the first true star you can attain, just get him. Because you don't, like... If it's Towns, if it's Embiid, if it's Giannis, do it. Because you don't know... What's going to come down the pipeline? And you kind of have to take that risk, right? Like, if it's town, ta- if you can actually get towns, just do it. And you know what? If someone else gets Giannis, so be it.
1: Yeah. And the Giannis thing is, and I think it's probably more realistic. You think of who's unhappy it's probably Towns is probably more unhappy than this the guy who watches Wiggins take 25 shots a game. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and the thing with Towns is like, I think you agree. I don't think t- like Giannis, I can see him being the best player on a title team. I don't think Towns is that type of player. I don't think maybe he has the mindset like that. That's kind of the knock on him. Well, guess what? That's why you have Steph Curry, right? It's not like you're bringing in Towns and trading Steph and clay away. You're bringing in Towns to be a complimentary piece to guys they're a little bit older now,
2: and by the way, I don't know that Giannis can be the guy you close with anyway. Um, I think they're both. Whew. I think they're both big men, is what it comes down to. I, I'm 100 percent positive Giannis can be the best player in a title team. I'm not positive Giannis can be the guy who has the ball in his hands with four minutes to go. You know the, that stretch of the game because he he can't shoot. He has no like. I feel more comfortable with Towns having the ball there because Towns can score at all three levels.
1: Yeah. I mean um, I don't trust Chris Middleton, so that's the Bucks problem right now.
2: Exactly. Um, who are getting way too much shit. Uh for a team that's as dominant as they are, um everyone's like way too convinced they're not gonna get it done.
1: Uh you mean the Bucks right now in, Correct. The, in the East? Um I don't know, man. Like I I look at it, and it's uh, I'm just sad that they didn't sign Malcolm Brogdon. Like I'm not saying that they would have made him a title favorite, but it's man, it would have been nice to have them have another player that can shoot, that can create, that can guys gonna be an all star this year. Yeah, great on the Pacers, who's been a sneaky like good team in the East. But and and that and that's the type of move where (laughs) you look at a a team like the the Bucks, and you're like, well, if a guy is pissed. For whatever reason there's not enough talent around him, isn't it usually the type of cap saving move that the Bucks did by not signing Brogdon? So uh it's probably not great.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I let's let's get out of here. It's uh it's been almost an hour. Um I think it's gonna be interesting. We'll see. I, I do it seems the Warriors are definitely big game hunting more than anything. Um, you and I have like gone through scenarios where it's like trade for this up and coming or this like, you know, kind of secondary hipster star player, right? (laughs) Internally, the Warriors are like, no, we want Towns. We want Giannis. We want Embiid.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's Joe Lacob. And by the way, I think there were some people noting that, hey, like the Warriors have looked at DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard and a couple of these other bigs too. Carthene Towns is not those type of players. Carthene Towns. Like th- they weren't looking at prime Dwight Howard. Like Carthing Towns, twenty three years old. Which the I-
2: Dwight thing they 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 got lucky because people still thought he was in his prime. And then you know after Houston, it was clear like Orlando Orlando Dwight doesn't exist anymore.
1: Nope. And so this is a star player that I'm not going to say that they need. I think they have a chance to win a championship next season, regardless. But yeah, this is certainly like you said, man. If this comes along and the and the the Timberwolves are willing to listen, which I don't know if they're going to be willing to listen, <laughs> but if they are. You gotta do it So Good to see that it's in the rumor mill i love to hear that
2: Plus he's soft It'll It'll make LeBron Twitter Even more mad That we got another soft um, Soft light skin warrior <laughs> It fits the team so well it's It does Him, Steph, Clay Just making them so mad
1: <laughs> That's a perfect way to end That's a perfect way to cap it off Alright we'll do prime premium uh Next few days And uh, we'll be back next We'll week. react to uh, Niners, Seahawks
2: on premium